Hi, welcome to Covered, where we cover all things fashion, art, pop culture, with your weekly dose of women empowerment. Tune in for some laughs, become more informed, and join our girl chat. If you want to join our girl chats more after this podcast, you can follow us on social media at Covered with H and K. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Covered podcast with Heather and Kayla. Hi, guys. So exciting. We hope everyone had a fantastic week. Um, We're super excited this past week because it was Paris Fashion Week and we just I was, summer. yeah, my partner was like, hey, babe, can I come over? And I'm like, babe, there's fashion shows I'm watching, yeah. you can't come over. <laughs> Literally. It was very exciting. Waking up at 2 a.m. for those live streams. Yeah, <laughs> it was, we lived for this. Yeah. So, yeah, we had Chanel open. Yes. Fashion Week, which. Even just seeing the teasers on Instagram, I was like, oh my God. So exciting. So, it was, really exciting. It was the first collection without Carl, um, which is we were very excited to see mm. what they did and what where they went with it yeah. and all of that. And we, we felt that that they're probably still kind of grieving over Carl's mm. loss because they definitely kept it very Chanel. It was very Chanel, mm. the basic. Classic. Classic. They did everything that Chanel is, but they didn't do anything. Extravagant. Extravagant. Anything that wowed particular, us. Particular, yeah. like or anything yeah there was no real theme it was just very classic yeah they stuck with their like tweeted mm-hmm. um wool like fabric with their beautiful jackets yeah. and skirts it was absolutely beautiful we loved it yeah but it was like they pulled every classic chanel piece from their collections over the years and put it yep. in this one yeah they did yeah yeah but we um we feel because we watched the teaser videos and um you noticed something didn't you Kayla about all of the girls? Yeah, it was very edgy. So like all of the models either had like stretches or piercings mm. or um really interesting like earrings and it was yeah kind of cool like yeah. having that sort of like element to of like punk to it which is really cool because Chanel is so classic. I mean like so classic. some of the tweed um jackets and skirts and like the coordinates and stuff yeah. like that it's a very like you know very ladylike yeah very classic. ladylike yeah. yeah and um so adding that level of like punk, punk yeah was really really cool um but yeah that was the only sort of like different thing that we sort of saw which made mm. us sort of think like you know who is next like who's gonna be replacing Carl yep. with Chanel and who is really going to like not even just, like, in the role particularly because, obviously, the Chanel team is so big, but also, like, who's really going to stand out in this and, like, yeah. who's really going to be, like, putting their... Take the reins. Yeah, take the reins, really. Because, obviously, after Carl um, took the reins from Coco Chanel, he very much put, like, a punk twist on things. Absolutely. And, you know, started, like, Chanel started working with more leathers and mm. sort of, like like, heavy sort of punk sort of aspects i mean obviously he's known for like wearing his leather gloves and yeah you know having so that cool. punk yeah like vibe to all of his stuff so it's kind of, it'll be kind of interesting to see like who is next and like who's like what sort of direction are they gonna yeah veer off into a little bit absolutely because yeah. as much as chanel is like still so classic it's still 
Yeah. Yeah, and Carl did that really well. He mm-hmm. still kept it very Coco Chanel, very womanly, mm-hmm. beautiful, yeah. simple, but you just know a Chanel piece when you see mm-hmm. it. Exactly. But yeah. he did create that little yeah. punk aspect to it, aspect. which, yeah, like made it more modern. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it will be very interesting, the creative director, where the new one, mm. where they take it. And, yeah, yeah we'll be watching Chanel yep. very closely over yeah. the next, like, t- couple of years, years. Yeah. two years. Yeah. yeah, it'll be really exciting. Because, I mean, obviously Coco Chanel would have had the talk with Carl about, like, what to do with the company and everything, like, with the designs, like, mm. once he took on the role. And um, I'm sure that Carl has had the same talk with whoever's going to be taking over. And mm. it'll be just really exciting to see how they keep it classic. But, yeah. Absolutely. It, like, yeah. To their own personal style, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're so amazing. Because Chanel was very particular on... Mm-hmm. She's just a very particular, particular woman. woman in general, yeah. <laughs> she was very quite full on. And um, Carl was her right-hand man, which was really sweet because they were really quite dear friends. Mm-hmm. And he got, when she passed, he got to take over. Yeah. yeah which but... opened him up to the entire, like, world of fashion, probably more, more so than he ever even believed he could be involved. I mean, he was literally the king of fashion. Like, yeah, he really was. So crazy. I know. Yeah, so if anyone doesn't know, Chanel jackets, like, signature things mm-hmm. that they've got is um, they've got, like, the weighted chain inside in the um, outskirts of the lining, and it just keeps it this beautiful weight so when the ladies walk, it doesn't just, like, flip around. Just beautiful yeah. touches. It keeps the silhouette, like, very clean. And whereas, straight. Yeah, and very, so that it creates, like, very structured, whereas a lot of jackets can you know, move around. So, like, if you've mm. seen a Chanel jacket, you probably know what we're talking about with that, like, straight, you know... Cuts. Yeah, and... those straight cuts. And it's very difficult with tweed, even though it's not the lightest of fabrics, it can still move around quite a lot, whereas with the Chanel weighted ones, it just stops that Absolutely. Yeah, so this is why we love Chanel. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so much... So innovative and so, like... They really know their brand. Yeah. And they've really stuck to their roots and it really makes them different from the rest. That's why they're one of the tops. So mm-hmm. we love them. But Yes, um, love them. So, yeah, it was we liked this um, fashion show. It was really good. It paid respects just to Chanel in the classic aspect. Mm-hmm. But we're excited to see where, yeah. it, where it goes. We want to see some innovated yeah i think that they will like next time they probably just still sort of wanted to like pay Pay respect respect. and be traditional and not just dive into like taking it in a whole new direction yeah which i think is respectful and like that's good absolutely yeah um so then another one of the greats i mean christian dior but this year we were a little bit disappointed we don't know um i was was, like in shock yeah like is they a creative director like sort of changing like is it swapping over at the moment i mean yeah we what well we watched it separately Mm -hmm. so i was watching it and i was like what am i watching dior what's going on i don't understand what's happening Mm. like some the the show when i was watching it i was like the silhouettes are the same at this point at the beginning of the show but the fabric was so it's like this metallic goldy brown colors i it was very odd to me but i'm like but the silhouettes are still there but then 
the rest of the fashion show was coming through. Because Christian Dior does do suits and things like that, but... They're most... Yeah. Their jackets as well. Yeah. Like, they have that same aspect yeah. as Chanel. They've got these certain tailored jackets where they're so... You know, where Chanel's very straight. Yeah. Christian Dior is very cinched in at the yeah, waist. Yeah, I was going to say. And very womanly. Yeah. yeah like, the 50s. Mm, 50s body yeah. shape. But like, yeah. Christian Dior does the woman... Like, women's jackets, mm. like, better than anybody in yes. the sense of, like, that very tailored. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah but then we... Ha- they had like a lot of sheer boho, yeah, which just... we were so shocked. But then we were like, "Wait, our crystal yeah, ball!" That we we said. did say that this would be coming in, like the boho. But looks. I didn't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't really expect any of the greats to be veering off into trends that much. Like I understand like setting trends, but not changing. No, stick to brand. Yeah. Stick to brand so you can still do a trend, but you have to be so on brand when your brand mm. has been the same for, yeah like, 50 years. Yeah. Like, some of, like, the fringing metallic is just, like, something that we never would have imagined that Dior was, cap- like, capable of. We Yeah, it's sort of like Egyptian boho. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, like Balmain cross Ellie Saab. Like, that's yeah. the vibe that I'm sort of getting, like... Yeah, absolutely. Like, soft military, but I just... I don't even know. It's reminding me of the movie Troy. Like, that, you know, that goddess yep. silhouette. Yeah. Like... Like, Greek goddess. Yeah, Greek. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then it's sort of, like, Egyptian-y with all these metallic fringing. I don't know. I, I like it, but I don't it's just like not very it for... It's just, yeah, it's just not very deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're yeah we're interested to see like this creative director where they're taking it like as well. We'll be watching them closely. Like, is this where they're steering Dior? It's going to change and yeah, or is fun. this like a one off? Yeah, sort of like they're testing the waters. Yeah, and seeing how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So very interesting. Well, let us know your thoughts on this. If you're a Dior fan, we'll mm-hmm. be posting photos. Yep. And let us know what you feel if you yeah. feel like it's a yes yeah. or a It's just no like, I feel like like Dior is sort of what I imagine, like when I was a little girl dreaming of like Paris and wanting to go there, like I imagine all of these like Dior, you know, cute little Parisian outfits. Yes. And like, that's just what I imagine, like very pretty and fun and girly. Yeah. That looks very like grown up and very like... Absolutely. I, I want to be in Paris mm. eating a croissant yeah. with my coffee. Whereas that looks in like Dior. Whereas their new collection looks like Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you know it's what I mean? Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we will see how they go. So yes, we'll be watching them. Let us know what you think, guys. Yes, let us know. And then we're going straight into Ellie Saab. Ellie Saab, which mm. I love. Yes. This collection. Love this collection so much. She's always done uh, things that sort of like they're nice, like they're gorgeous, they're stunning, but never something that was just like, oh my gosh. Whereas like this collection has made her very like, now we're like, okay, she's underrated. Like, yeah, she's putting herself on the map this year. She's like, look, guys. It's 2020, I'm, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there wasn't one outfit that I that didn't 2020 energy. Didn't like. Love that. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't one outfit that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved, yeah. and she did heavy embellished ones, mm-hmm. and then she did like just heavy 
satined puffy sleeves, draping, split yep. with the other ones. It was very, um, yeah. She's like, her vibe in this is like, I'm rich and fuck and I'm in Dubai. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly. We'll it's like, it reminds words. me of like, um... Like, in Sex and the City when yes. they go to Dubai. Yeah, absolutely. Literally, that's exactly it. Yeah, and, and if it's they, like... If they were to make a movie, <laughs> that's probably the label yes, that they would have. they would have. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they even... So, she even added some um, wedding dresses in there and had a little bit of a bridal line come through as well. Um, and these wedding dresses, like, you guys have to go on their Instagram and see. We'll also post some of them as well. Um, they are literally wedding dresses that are designed for women who are marrying those rich as fuck sheiks. Like, honestly. Absolutely. They are this wedding, this just one wedding stunning. dress, which is my favorite out of the whole fashion week in yep. the bridal wear. Um, it is just... Oh, it's just crazy. It's so beautiful. Yeah, so much embellishment, but mm-hmm. so she's found her niche. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, she's made she's made her mark this year, mm-hmm. and she's really just yep. found her her roots. Yeah, and she's yeah. I think she's gonna be. We're gonna be seeing a lot. Yeah, from her, she's gonna be making um big waves in the water this year. Definitely. And from now here mm-hmm. on out. Yeah. So we love that. All right, so then next we had Zua Murad. So his um, collection was based on, like, it was very, like, Egyptian luxury, golden goddess. Like, he literally, was... like, if Cleopatra... No, he, he did. He yeah. got Cleopatra back from the dead. Yes, and he did. And <laughs> she, she walked in it. She walked. She had a wedding. I think it was a wedding dress, and it was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He, yeah... He, the beadwork also I want to say so this is all couture guys and I was showing my partner in bed last night this is every single detail you see on this they've hand it's been hand sewn Mm. on it is handmade that's why people don't understand because you know these dresses thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars which when you watch a video, which mm-hmm. I, it's my guilty pleasure to watch mm. them, how they make it. Yeah. It takes, it can take 80 hours mm. to make a dress. Yeah. 80 hours. And so this is why this dress is costing thousands and thousands of dollars instead of something, you know, let's say from a fast fashion, which is only costing you 30 because it only costs yeah. 50 cents to get made. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the amount of money that it went in to make it and then the hours, the time. And then it's also unique because yep. yes they'll make another dress of it yeah but because it's handmade it will never exact be, be exactly the same exactly. it's not a machine making it absolutely so it can't just be duplicated so when we post these photos up guys we want you like just keep that in mind in the craftsmanship and everything is just like next level like things that you just can't even imagine absolutely and i love it because it's i think it's personally the greatest form of art there Mm. is and then not only that is when I was watching say Dior's videos and how they um were making some collections in the past they're keeping traditions Mm -hmm. that would be dead like say in India or in um these um beautiful countries if it wasn't for these labels these ways that they're either Mm -hmm. getting these things embellished um done certain ways they're traditions that are so old, like 
80 years old, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be around because there's no need for them anymore. Yeah. But in it's art though. It's yeah. art. So the couture is keeping um certain traditions alive. So there's a lot of rich history mm-hmm. in this art, yep. I think, and that's why I just I'm so passionate yeah. about it. But another reason, like another thing that adds to the price as well, is like all of the team of seamstresses that's not like it's not getting done in like a sweatshop in Bali. Like this is like these people that are on the teams, like the men and women, they have studied this. Like they have been educated on this for so many years. Like they are very, very like well paid. Like they are, yeah. you know, they are not just like sort of putting together things and just like throwing it aside and onto the next one. Yeah. Like they are spending all of this time and energy into creating like these pieces of like wearable art mm. and it's all based on their knowledge. Yes. So like when you purchase like one of these pieces, you are actually purchasing like all of that history, all of the knowledge, all of the art and everything like mm-hmm. this, all the creativity and everything. It's like these seamstresses are so incredible yeah and you know it's just on another level like it's just nothing like what we just wear day to day absolutely like that absolutely and it is even seamstress you mentioned Mm -hmm. kayla seamstress i will say um in paris and that it's probably a little bit better Mm -hmm. um but here in australia and new zealand it's a dying art Mm -hmm. so like my um, label. It's not couture, but it is made in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I have this wonderful little sewing lady and, um, you know, she is older, but there's no new ones coming yeah. underneath that. Like there's no, and p- they just have so much knowledge because yeah. they don't get taught the way that they used to. Yeah. Used to so. And they're getting taught how to use machines to do it and yes. things like that. And sort of machines, you can literally like put a pattern in there and it will create it. Whereas yeah it's not really always when a seamstress is doing it it's got that added extra love it's like making Mm. sure that every single stitch is perfect yeah and everything like that because they're seeing it with their own eyes whereas the machine doesn't really have that same thing yeah and in like fast fashion when the quantities are being made so in factories Mm -hmm. like around you know the worlds um around the world when they're you know they have let's say one person only sewing the sleeves and they're sewing, they have to get a quota done for the day. So let's mm-hmm. say it's 400 sleeves in seven hours. And so when you're sewing, sewing a sleeve up or anything, you have to make sure that the pattern, when you sew it from end to end, you know, there's no excess fabrics because mm-hmm. the pattern's made to be perfect. Yeah. But in these factories, they don't care because they have to go so fast. I don't know if you've ever put on, like, a T-shirt or something like that and you felt like it's a bit off, like it's a bit mm. off-sided. That's because it hasn't, when they've finished sewing it through, at the end of it, there's this excess fabric where they're like, oh, shit, they just chop it off. Yeah. So when it sits on your body, it's going to sit limp because yeah. it's not the actual pattern. But they, you know, they're under such pump quotas that that's just what gets done in these factories but with these houses what we're talking about yeah the craftsmanship Mm -hmm. the that would never happen ever never and some of some of they would start again if something like was ruined they unpick which in factories there's no such thing as unpicking so they unpick all the stitch that they've just done and also a lot of these dresses are not pattern made they're actually hand 
pinned on mm, a mannequin. Yeah. And then that's how yeah. it's made from that. It's like, like that. rough patterns, oh. but not like patterns in the sense of like, like what it's it being made to. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's more so like a guideline. Yeah. Pattern. Yeah. Rather, like just a bit of sketching on yeah. some, um, it's a see-through paper called, um, oh, like yeah. butcher's paper. So yeah. Like, it's just like on that rather than actually like a pattern that's made up because like properly because it's going to be used again. Like mm-hmm. these aren't going to be used again. So it's just yeah. for this one piece. Um, so yeah, it's just crazy how much goes into it. I know it gets my blood pumping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So going back to this collection. Yeah. We had Cleopatra. She mm-hmm. arose from the dead and she wore a beautiful, I think it's a gown. I think it's bridal wear. Um, if it's not, then it's extra AF. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so beautiful. We'll put this video on the Instagram. It's Cleopatra from a T. And this whole brand was, you know, gold and blue, like mm-hmm. the Egyptian. They had Egyptian symbols. Oh, the beading Bead work, work is just so incredible. Like, Absolutely. oh, I'm dreaming to hold one of these pieces. Like, this is probably going to be one of my favorite collections ever I yeah like it is it's impressive mm -hmm. and just like you know they've got gold pieces which have um you know the colors of like the blues and the reds and then they've done like black pieces Mm -hmm. which do the same thing and then they've got some red pieces but it really just shows you a flowing Mm. collection of what they the story it really tells a story yeah so yeah, his was very themed. It was mm-hmm. very themed, but not themed in a tacky way. No, the definitely not. was so spot on. Yeah. So we're in love. It looks with like this. you took it, like he went back in time and literally went to Egypt, like back yeah. in that time yeah. and took the pieces yeah. from there. Yeah. And then like made some modern, yeah. like made a modern exactly. touches to it. So that exactly. was really cool. All right. So then next we had Fendi. So, similar um, situation with Chanel. Um, this is their first collection without Carl. Um, but at the end of the day, Carl wasn't as involved with Fendi mm. as he was Chanel. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people actually didn't even know that he um, was the creative director of Fendi as well. Mm. Um, and they've been sort of on a new um, direction for the last, like, several years. So I do believe that all of that would have been such a team effort anyway. Mm. So I do think that that's why they've been able to be, yeah, so consistent with um creating, like, really new looks and everything and been really innovative yeah. Um, because it's, yeah, it, they've got such a great team behind them. Yeah, uh, they're really steering in, like, yeah, a new... They're really, modern, like, really evolving their yeah. label. Like, they've been evolving for, like... Yeah, the last couple of years. The last couple of mm-hmm. years. But we, um, so this was ready to wear and we really noticed the heavy mm. 70s vibe, which was 70s vibe, guys. Yeah. we predicted in fashion yeah. this year. So yeah, it's really cool. We, yeah. It's like the really cool 70s. Cause, yeah, you know, very cool 70s. Yeah. So they really picked out the best parts, put modern yeah. touches on it and just did that 70s yeah. twist on it, which was really so, cool. So, yes, I do believe that out of everybody, Fendi is leading the way with that 60s, 70s vibe. Every, like, everybody else sort of has, like, little things, but they are, like, heavy on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So with Fendi, something else that um they've recently started to do, which I do believe is like a part of, you know, this side hustle generation that we've got now. A lot of the people who have successful side hustles are dabbling into slow fashion and brand names and like all of this stuff, especially with accessories and bags and stuff like that. So everybody sort of wants the brand name like splattered across the, their accessories and things like that. Um, so Fendi has definitely like started doing that. Mm. And before they started doing that, um, I sort of always felt that like Fendi and Prada had similar designs and I always felt like they were quite similar. Yeah, see, I felt like Fendi and Prada, like Prada would never, like I felt like they were so clean, black, like mm-hmm. lore, yeah. like clean and I don't know, I just felt like they were just really, like, the lawyer of the group. Yeah. Just really, yeah, but I felt like they would never, like, splash their mm. label all over yep. it like Fendi has been doing. Um, oh, but I'm actually on their Instagram. And they're starting, yes. oh, they've got bags that are, like, bright orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. They are, like, just being dragged into it. Like, they just see that is what's popular right now and that's just what they're yeah i guess because it is like what you said about people People wanting yeah it's not just like about them buying like something because it's you know great quality canvas and like Mm. something that's going to last a lifetime whereas like that's stuff that our parents Mm. and our grandparents cared about Mm. they just wanted something that was going to last and that's why they would buy brand names whereas now we're buying brand names because of the brand like we want people to to know Like, I'm carrying a Fendi bag, and I want you to know that it's Fendi. Yeah. And I also think, as well, like, in the fast fashion, you know, you can get... Because they are getting in trouble a lot for copying, like, Mm. making a jacket that's very... Say, Fendi brings out a jacket, and then a fast fashion label brings out one so similar. Whereas we haven't had that. We haven't had that before. So I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure, because the to put their the, brand so obvious on it and make it part of the design yeah because they can't copy that yeah and fast mm. fashion has never been there before and they're getting so good at making it look yeah. like almost the yeah. real thing mm-hmm. so they're like well how are we going to stop this we'll just splatter our goddamn yeah, exactly. name all over and it. make it actually part of the design the design yeah. yeah so i think it is somewhere where yeah that um high labels are having to go yeah because it's it's just the way that fashion is leading us yes exactly all right so then next we looked at alexandre vautier and oh we i like so we sat down and we did our research and mm-hmm. we watched um part of this fashion show and we were i was like oh yeah i'm liking this i'm liking this he had a lot of very crazy pieces yeah. it was very like PC and I was like, oh, it's sort of party girl, but then it's suits mm. and then it's this and then we're like, oh my god, it's camp. It's camp. And then and we then had we that realization it. that this is like the last um fashion sort of season um before the next Met Met Gala. So obviously for the last twelve or not twelve months because it's not May yet, yeah. but for the last you know seven months, um we have been blessed with every single you know creative director Mm. going in that direction of camp and all of that being very extra being very extravagant um and that also I feel like um comes with the territory of plastering their name on things and being extra as well actually yeah so um yeah so for 
obviously, as you guys know, when we spoke about the Met Gala in one of our other podcasts, we told you guys that um, the Met Gala sets the tone for the next 12 months mm-hmm. with fashion. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really exciting to seeing. Yeah, so this year's theme is time. So it'll be really, really cool to see. Yeah, we're going to see where it goes. everything. Well, we're mm-hmm. hoping from yeah. every spectrum, like into in the past and yeah. the future, into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this collection was really, really cool when you watch it all. We'll put this on the Instagram as well. Um, really quite cool. I was watching it and I was like, I don't really understand it. And then you just see this huge headpiece that's like so camp. And we were like, oh my God, God, camp. Camp. Yes, of course. So it's really beautiful. Um, there's a lot of pieces in there that I would wear, Mm -hmm. um, but I was just a little bit confused in a collection, but then we will. It just made sense. Yeah, it made sense. That was the story. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. We definitely loved them. We, we rated that collection very well. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, next we have Ralph and Rosso. So um, we uh, were really, really excited to see this because he um, did a lot of really great red carpets, like some of our favourite red carpet looks last year. So, yeah, it's going to be really exciting seeing, like, what he does um, next. And I he- definitely think that they've, like, really stepped it up. I feel like they sort of always – because they're not, like, one of the greats, mm. but they are mm-hmm. – getting like yeah very they're making some noise yeah definitely um yeah I'm loving this collection it was really the whole fashion show itself was really cool Mm -hmm. they used a lot of like pastel not pastel colors they used like a lot of like blues yellows like fresh colors Yeah. yeah and just mixed it all together which I love but yeah the fashion show itself was really cool I um, loved it. They all came mm-hmm. out and stepped on these panels and then yep, did another walkthrough. It was really cool. So, yeah, what Kyla was saying is they have, they're have they not, like, really out there a mm-hmm. lot with their name. Yeah. But I feel like they're stepping it up yeah. to get there. But I, working hard. Yeah, I do feel like because um the reason why they're able to do so many red carpet looks is because mm-hmm. they're not one of the greats. Mm-hmm. So they're able to dress a lot of like B, C, D celebrities, yes. which gives them like more exposure in a way because even though like the single celebrities might not be giving them so much exposure, but they're obviously a very hardworking label yes. and a lot of stylists are working with them. So they're able to be dressing so many yeah. um, celebrities, which is obviously like it's, yeah, from what we can see, it's giving them a lot of exposure. Absolutely. I also noticed these guys did it and there was a few other um, shows that did it. A sequin high heel stocking yeah, it's like a sort, of sort of vibe. I'm seeing that. I've seen that in mm. three. I've seen it and noticed it, should I say, yep. in three fashion shows at, Paris so I feel like that's going to be a trend that's going to be coming out which is exciting because I actually like it it's kind of quite it is really cool and I've seen it like a little bit but not to like that yeah not with that much power behind it so I felt like it tried to come out and people didn't Mm -hmm. really pick it up but I feel like this stocking sort of high heel yeah this year it'll be picked up quite Mm -hmm. heavily I think definitely I think so then next, another one of the greats, we have Givenchy. So they are both Heather and I's, like, one of our favourites. I mean, like, we both love Audrey Hepburn so much. Mm. Um, And he 
um, the founder of Givenchy, he loved Audrey Hepburn as well. And he used her as his muse for a really, really, really long time. Like a lot of the Breakfast at Tiffany's looks, yeah. a lot of the Roman holiday looks as Givenchy. Like, like her yeah. famous ones. Yeah, her were. biggest famous ones. Yeah, yeah as because Givenchy. she was wearing the perfect outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this was my, f- I just am quite excited to talk mm-hmm. about this because this is my favourite of the yeah. whole week. It topped Chanel, yeah. which is hard to do for me yeah. because Chanel is my favourite. But but Chanel just kept it very classic. Yes, so that and I respect why. that. Yeah. I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. But this one, oh my God, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. It was, it was fire. Yeah. It had so strong tones. Like it was just like, we are here. We're popping in colour. Mm-hmm. We've got frills that are so dramatic and yep. oversized very camp so, yeah yeah but like but classy camp. but classy mm. and elegant yeah i can't and then also a massive trend that they're trying to set a tone for which i'm in love with i can't wait to do it these belts so it's a waist belt but it is so mm. big it's like 15 centimeters yeah. long in width sorry and just like this huge belt with this big belt buckle i'm into it i'm yeah. so into it what is actually really really cool um is that why and like why i'm so surprised that i love this collection so much is because it's their first collection without ricardo tissi as mm. their creative director so he's moved on to work with burberry mm-hmm. um but and burberry i mean the only reason why we haven't really touched on them this time is um they sort of just did more like ready to wear stuff, yes. so they didn't do anything like too drastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like quite shocking. Yeah, that we're loving it without him. I know without being... him because I do love him like Me too. so much. Yeah. Um, I love that he has like this sort of like goth element, and that's mm. what I loved about Givenchy. So like yeah. Ricardo Tissi is responsible for all of those um like the Rottweiler aggressive Rottweiler shirts mm-hmm. on the plain print tees. And like all of that sort of stuff in their ready to wear stuff. Yeah. Um the the Givenchy like um spiked um yes. accessories yes. and stuff like that. So he is really, really cool. Like has a very similar style to Carl Lagerfeld, which yes. I love. Yeah. Um, but this collection is nothing like that. So yeah. there's no like gothic lace, there's no, no spikes. It's very like pretty. Like it's very pretty little... but like over the mm-hmm. top. With colour, it's like, I hold my breath when I watch this collection because it's like a lot, but I'm a very passionate person about fashion, yeah. so <laughs> might not have that effect on you guys, but it was just, yeah, there was no real goth no. element. They were going there in was a like direction. one or two. Yeah, like when they're using black, um, like it is very... Yeah, and there was like this little Matisha yeah. sort of number, mm-hmm. which was like this suit jacket that came all the way down to her ankle just above her ankle and then had like this poofed out um, little hemline yeah yeah it was it's actually quite beautiful yeah um, that was quite goth yeah yeah that's quite goth but then that was really it the rest was really colorful mm-hmm. they had bridal wear yes let's talk about the bridal oh we love, like, a pantsuit for bridal. Heather and I, we always talk about this, whether we can decide whether or not we're going to get married in a suit or yeah. a dress. Yeah, we were very indecisive. Yeah. Very passionate. But, yeah, I mean, if it was going to be a suit, it better be one of these Givenchy suits from spring-summer 2020 because it is absolutely gorgeous. He's done all of these um, modern um, bridal and just, I don't know, it's just so cool. 
it is very cool. And I feel like this is where Bridal um, is quite going with mm, that. like Testing the waters of, like, really different stuff and not traditional. Yeah, yeah. yep. So it's really quite trying to make a turn, I feel. Yeah. And it will. Yeah. I believe it will. There will still always – traditions will never go. Like, classics will stay classics. But, um, yeah, I feel like Bridal's definitely going in a direction that's a bit more – Full on and like yeah. flamboyant yeah. sort of feels. Yeah. So we loved, I loved, I loved, loved, loved this collection. I highly, out of everyone mm. we spoke about, look at this collection. Yes, definitely. It was, so beautiful. It was great. Um. So the next, so we um, looked at the Versace collection. So, um, Heather did tell you guys that um, when we thought about 70s vibe. And then I said, cowboy. I feel like cowboy is coming in, but yes. like a, uh, you know, what did I say? With like a boho look. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Versace just went full on cowboy, cowboy, cowgirl. And mm-hmm. you know what? I actually haven't seen this photo that I've just brought up. It is. So and then, cool. And it back at where splashing the label, like making it part of the design. Yeah, yeah. they've literally. And it actually says Gianni Versace. It doesn't actually mm. just say Versace, which is really really cool. And Donatella is, I mean, obviously because she's Italian, family is everything. Um, but she and every single collection, I swear, she tries to give some sort of ode to her brother. Yeah. And it's, it's so beautiful. incredible. Um, they were very very close. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing yeah. great, like... With keeping his spirit, like, alive yeah, through all of this. Absolutely. Like, it is literally, like, as if he's still creating every collection. Like, absolutely. everything. I, like, I really respect Versace. I've never mm. loved... Personally, I would mm. never, like, wear a lot of their outfits. But this outfit right here... This, so cool. I would wear this today to the party yeah. that we're going to. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it is... Gorgeous. It is really cool. But it's very cool to see that all of the things that we mm-hmm. said, the boho, yeah. 70s, and cowboy, yes. cowgirl look. So you guys know we're doing our research. We're not just crazy, two crazy, crazy yeah. girls on a podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, so all in all, I think there was so much um, that we can really learn from this um, fashion week it's going to be really really exciting to see milan and new york Mm -hmm. um and sort of like what's happening there with the themes and things like that and sort of like any other designers that sort of pop up on our radar that we're sort of like who were you know have we been sleeping on um you know because we did the same thing with ellie saab so she came out like guns firing um this fashion week Mm -hmm. so it'll be really exciting to see um who else has i mean i'm really excited to see like um, more of like Louis Vuitton and off white, um, yes. and all of that. So it'll be really, really, really exciting. Also, um, Gucci as well. Um, Mason Mugiella, like he was, yeah, so seeing many. like some other ones of our favorites. Um, Balenciaga as well. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. It'll be really cool to see like, yeah. um, everything else that they do. So yeah, bring on the next couple of weeks because it is going to be really, really exciting. Yeah. This one's really exciting too. Cause I feel like it, you know, it's the first one of the year. It's the first one who's mm-hmm. that's set up trying to set trends mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. They're yep. the first ones out there going, yep. this is what 
trends are going to be yeah. trends. Yeah. So I They're love setting that. them. I love yeah. I love that energy. Mm-hmm, definitely. But I mean, um, quick little. So we just mentioned Balenciaga. Mm. Can somebody please tell me who oh, is handling their no. social media? Like holla holla at a beard. Like I. Who, who is running their socials? Like, is it the creative director on LSD? Like, I do not Someone understand. has to be on I something. Know, literally, because I no just... one in their right mind. But they're all, like, very curated. Like, I... Like, how are they, like, putting together... Like, how is a Balenciaga piece in a situation at that point in time ready with a camera right there? Like, I just... Like, I'm so confused. What? It's like... We're going to put these up on our stories. Yeah, um, we're going to put them up on the stories and just be like, what, if anyone knows, like what? can we send help? He's laying on the pavement with his feet there, so it looks like he's um standing. Do you know what? It actually looks like an Instagram that's like um someone who takes a lot of drugs, not like a designer Instagram, just like a person, mm-hmm. and they take like a lot of um LSD and stuff yes. like that. And then they just have like a funny page of like all the photos that they, they definitely have a sense of humor when they're high. Yes, like look at that. <laughs> I can't even. Do I it. just can't. Wait, I remember I was um She's in my it car. Backwards. I was in my car and I was about to start driving. And Kayla messages me a photo of <laughs> one have... of the Instagrams and she was like, "Babe, what is happening?" She's like, "I have to unfollow," and I was like, "Babe, I don't even follow it. I can't." Uh. I had to unfollow, and I actually don't follow them now. But I love Balenciaga. I just think they're so weird. And you know what? How many followers have they got? Let's have a look. 10.9 million. And you know what? People probably find it really funny. So they're just trying to make a point of difference. But it's too weird for us. Yeah, it is a little bit too weird. (laughs) But let us know what you guys think. We're going to put some um, posts on our stories. Yeah. And then we'll leave a little um, box where yeah. you can... I feel like this is the sort of, like, direction that fashion sometimes takes. And people who see that then won't care about fashion because they think fashion's weird. Mm. Do you get what I mean? I like do, they'll I be do. like They'll be like, what the hell? Like, they're just doing that because it's fashionable. But, like, if that's fashion, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's just so weird. And I feel like, you know, in the 60s with, like, the greats, because I've, like, watched a lot of documentaries, you know, there would be um, times when the designer would, you know, get a little off the rails and take a little bit of drugs mm-hmm. and they would start designing collections. Yep. And then their right-hand man would, like, rein them in and say, we yeah. can't do that. But I feel like this whole team that runs this, there's uh, no one reining yeah, them in. Yeah, there's no one reining them They're all sharing I the same I need to be pie. reining them in. I <laughs> need to be in charge of their social media and I need to, yeah. Yeah, because some of it is just like, I think they would they would get you like to what? do the same. They would pass the pipe to oh, you. No, I would give them my expert advice. <laughs> this stuff is fucking weird. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about it. I mean, yes, how they're, many, they're if, winning. I mean, you should make a drinking game out of the amount of times that we have just said Balenciaga in the last like five minutes. So obviously, it's working. It's, yeah, they're winning. Absolutely. At the game. There's no such thing as bad publicity. No, definitely not. Especially if it's just something as pasting, posting crazy stuff on their social media. That's like so weird. <laughs> yeah, understand. exactly. So weird. Oh, amazing. Well, that brings us to the end mm-hmm. of our podcast. Yes. We hope everyone enjoyed it and if you did please give us a review we love reviews we love to see what you think and it just helps us out guys Mm -hmm, definitely like throw us a bone but not a bone like a 
a milkshake. Throw us a milkshake. A <laughs> vegan milkshake. A vegan milkshake. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great week, and yep. we will talk to you next week. Bye. So if you guys liked this week's episode, please give us a thumbs up, share it, tell your friends about it, tell your girlfriends about it, tell your dog about it, tell everyone that you know. Um, and yeah, we hope that you tune in with your girlfriends next week. And yeah. And if you didn't like it, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you left us, if you want to leave us a negative review, just DM us and we'll change whatever you want. <laughs> just kidding, because we're never going to change. So if you don't like it, just don't listen. <laughs> just don't listen, Pam. We're all okay with that. <laughs> But seriously, if you did love what we spoke about in tonight's episode, please go and give us a review because they mean a lot to us. That's how we learn from you guys. And yeah. Grow and just become more informative. Exactly. And just try and make the world a better place. Yes, that's all we want. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, girls. Good night. Good night.